Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm coming for you. Is it frustrating to train like you did and then have this in seven or eight seconds? I only trained probably two weeks or three weeks for this fight. I had to bury my best friend. And I dedicated this fight. I wasn't going to fight. I dedicated this fight to him. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Lipton. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their floor. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ringside Circus. I'm your host Naeem and today I'm joined by Dapo. Dapo, how you been bro? I'm doing well man, it's really hot. Yeah, but bro, boiling man. Like, yeah, this, this, bro, London's not built for this type of weather man. It really isn't man. You just go around everywhere but it's not, it's just sticky, humid. It's, yeah, it's not really nice. And, and there was no much boxing this week to look forward to. So I even said, we even said that last week that next few weeks are not really much boxing to look forward to. But, you know, there's always stuff to talk about. And this week we had the, um, so let's get straight into it. This week we had the Fury and Ghanu presser. And that kind of put a question in my head. Tyson Fury, is he the fraud or is he a fighting man that he says he is? So obviously this fight with Ngannou has been announced and, you know, the presser happened. The way this has come about is kind of the bad side of boxing. While we had a great year in 2023 with, you know, the Tank Garcias, the Spence Crawfords, the, um, all the big fights that we've had this year, this is kind of the opposite side of boxing where we, the big fights don't get happen. Where we we initially thought coming into the year that the Fury Usyk undisputed fight was going to happen. Didn't happen, didn't work out. Um, and we'll get into that in a bit. And then it gets announced that Tyson Fury is fighting the former UFC heavyweight champion uh, Francis Ngannou in Riyadh in October. I mean, it's kind of it leaves a bit of taste in your mouth because you're like, okay, fair enough. If the undisputed fight didn't happen, like, okay, big fights don't happen all the time. Look, AJ Wilder didn't happen, but you'd expect him to at least fight um, someone that's. A contender, someone that's a boxer, someone that actually put on boxing gloves and actually had a professional fight, not an MMA fighter who has zero boxing experience and this is going to be his first time. The comparisons they draw to, the first biggest one is probably Mayweather McGregor. And the difference with that was Mayweather wasn't a boxer at that time. Mayweather, he was retired. He was looking for money at that time. And you see now 
since then he's been doing these big exhibitions they they po they posed it as a pro fight that made the McGregor but let's be real no one really counts it on his record like that and and this is what leaves a bad taste is Tyson Fury is an active he's been an active champion he's a world champion he's keeping his belt after this no matter what happens and there are other fighters in that in the rankings who who you know who'd feel what the hell the, the, these rankings are pointless if Francis Ngannou who's never had a fight can just jump in and take this fight and get to fight uh, Fury and by the way Fury is only fight in 2023 so there's a lot to unpack with Fury if I, let me get your thoughts first on what you think about the whole Fury and Ngannou situation like the, the, the fact the fact the fight's happening Yeah, I tweeted out a couple of days ago, like, Fury's actually fine and gone. Like, this is actually real. It feels so surreal. It doesn't feel, doesn't feel real. I can't take, I get why Ngannou's doing it, but I can't take Fury seriously, man. I get it, money, whatever. But like you said, active, you're an active champion. And this whole thing just stinks. And everyone involved and everyone has pushed for this fight everyone should be ashamed of themselves um but i guess it's just another case of money 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 speaks overall money money talks um yeah i i don't know how you can be a tyson fury fan like i, I don't know like this is one of the worst world champions i've ever had the the displeasure of witnessing like this reign is awful he's his last fight was Derek chisora who's somebody that people have been begging to retire like we've been begging this guy to retire. That's your last fight as an active champion. Like, whenever I listen to his interviews, Tyson Fury, that is, I just, I can't even listen to his interviews anymore because I can't, I can't make sense of anything that he's doing. Even, even if he's actively ducking, but he tried to make excuses that made sense. In this scenario, he's, he's he's flat just saying that he's ducking, like he's flat saying that I'm not trying to fight this guy. So yeah, I don't know. Like I, I just want I want the division to move on. Um I feel like the heavyweight division is in such a poor place and 80% of that is Tyson Fury's fault. You know, we'll get on to the AJ and Wilder stuff. Like a lot of the reason why because that belt. That WC belt, like well, we have no idea what's happening happening there. And then we found out as well, like the final eliminate for that for that belt is not even we don't know what's going on there as well. So yeah, I don't think we're actually um, for this generation, I don't think we're gonna see um undisputed. I don't think so. Um, um unless Fury drops that belt, I don't know. Yeah, I mean the fact that he came out in an interview saying that after Inganu he wants to do a rematch in MMA. And then he wants to also fight uh, John, John Jones. Jones. It kind of doesn't fill you with hope that he's going to ever think about taking on Usyk. And you would have thought after the whole Daniel Dubois situation, the way people were guessing that he how Usyk looked, that you would have thought Fury would have jumped on the chance to take on Usyk straight after Ngannou. But it doesn't really seem like that. And the problem with heavyweight boxing is nothing's getting going. There's no big fights happening like AJ Wilder, which will come into a minute. That doesn't seem like it's happening. And now Fury, he's not even fighting. He doesn't even. He, he's literally came out and said he doesn't even look at fighting other contenders. For him, it's just fights that can move the needle for him, which I get. Fair enough. Um, Francis Ngannou and John Jones, there will be fights that will make him a lot of money, and then not risks him. 
But if you're a boxing champion, the whole point of the champion, you have a duty towards your sport where you have to, you should fight the best of the best, whoever's ranked. That's why you have mandatories. If you don't, you shouldn't be a champion. If Tyson Fury were to tomorrow drop his WBC belt and go on to fight in Garner and John Jones, fair enough. I can't complain. He's dropped the belt. He like, fair enough. The fact that he's going to have the belt, hold on to it after all of this rubbish. That's the problem. Is you're holding up a division, you're holding up these fights for these exhibitions. Because let's be real, the exhibitions are nothing about them. There's a reason why the WBC haven't said anything about uh, whether or not the belt's been sanctioned for the fight because they, they really can't do that. Um, they make a special belt, the Riyadh belt, but that's just how they, they always do that. They make special belts because them lot of bums, they can't do their jobs, but they can make belts all the time. But with Tyson's like. If, by the way, if Anthony Joshua did this, and I wouldn't be surprised if he did, AJ would 100% take an Nganu fight if the options presented to him, because there's a lot of money for easy fight. Any boxer would. The issue is, if they're going to take that fight, cool. You have to fight afterwards. You have to, like, you can't just take that fight and then call it quits for the rest of the year. Like, they compare themselves to Muhammad Ali. Ali fought Inoki, a Japanese wrestler back in the 70s, right? Had three other fights in that year defending his... Uh, heavyweight but then had that um exhibition even though when he did have that exhibition people called it a circus a farce all of this he, he got a lot he got a lot of stick for it but at least he defended his belt in that year multiple times this is his only fight for 2020 he's going to hold the wbc belt for an entire year because he's not going to fight after october like he's not going to fight in november december january maybe february if you're lucky he's not going to fight in those times because like once he's fights he's going to take his break and then come back up so, like, he's holding on to the belt but not fighting real contenders. Because remember, like you said, his last fight is Chisora. Chisora didn't get the fight because he was the highest-ranked WBC contender. It was a voluntary. And now he's fighting this exhibition. It's just, okay, fair enough, he fought his mandatory in April, last April, against White. You the WBC also need to do their job. You need to... It, April was a long time ago, April 2022. You should have sorted out a mandatory by then. And they, they can try to attribute to, oh... Or Wilder and Ruiz didn't sort out a deal. You need to be quick with it. If they didn't sort out a deal or anything, you tell them both to piss off and then order another one. But the fact that they're going to order another fight in November basically gives Tyson Fury all the time to do whatever he wants. Um, and it's not fair to the other fighters in that division, and it's not fair to the to the sport, to the fans, because we want the big fights, but then we're gonna, then we're not going to get it because we're, get, we're getting. We're not the ones who to even do this because really hmm? truly, how come they can? How why can they do this? Who, the WC? Yeah, why? Because there's no governing body around boxing. So there's no one There's no one above the four governing bodies. There's no one above them that can say, well, you do this, unless it's a legal matter. That's what happened with the whole Wilder and Fury um, trilogy fight was legally, because it was in the contract, he had to fight Wilder again. But in this case, there's no governing body on top of boxing. So the WBC can do whatever they want. And no one can really say much about it. Like, look at what they're doing with Jamal Charlo. You know, he's 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 still the WBC middleweight champion, but he hasn't fought in the last two years. Like, how can you be a champion and not defend your belt against the people that are ranked? What's two the point years. of having hmm? two years? Yeah. Well, what's the point of having rankings if by the time I get to the top, I'm not going to get a chance for the belt That's because you crazy. Care about you're just fighting for no reason because I can't even get to the top. Yeah, because like, like you can't fight for that. But so you're just paying. And you, by the way, to fight on these rankings, you have to pay money mm -hmm. to stay on these rankings to sanction your fights. 
So you're paying all this money to this governing body. They can't even do their job and get you the title shot when you get to the top. So what is the whole point? And it's just stupid from them. Like, look at what we're going to get onto a bit, but um, Shakur Stevenson's in line for the WBC belt. He's he's high ranked in the uh, lightweight rankings. They ordered a fight between him and um, Isa Cruz. Isa Cruz said no. Cool. They moved to the next guy. No, this first was Lomachenko. Lomachenko said no. They moved to Isa Cruz. Cool. No. They moved to Frank Martin. Cool. No. Now they're going to move to another guy. So they can do that process quick. But when Wilder Ruiz is taking so long, because they ordered it last November, why did it only take until uh, this August for them to say, no, we're not doing that final minute anymore, but next November we'll swell something else? It's just corruption and just stupidity. You know, they're favoring Tyson Fury and it's annoying to, to see because no one can do much about it. It's really a, we can do what we want. You can, what are you going to do about it? Like, who's going to stop us? So it's very dumb. And from Tyson Fury, it's like, he's very contradictory. Remember that whole series, you know, he, he vacated, he said he retired. The good thing that came out of him retiring was the Ring magazine said, cool, you're retiring, we're taking your belt. And they put it on, on the line for Usyk Joshua too last year. Like that was the good thing that happened that the Ring said, the Ring magazine said, if you're retiring, we have to take the belt off of you. You can't just say you're retiring and then let us keep the belt. Like the WBC somehow let him keep the belt, but then he filed saying, no, I'm not retiring. Then he says, oh, I'll fight them for free. Then he says, I'll fight them for 500 million. Then he doesn't fight them at all. He's such a contradictory guy that, like, I, I don't know how his fans still have ammunition to go on Twitter and like try to defend him because really and truly it's getting out of hand. Like, at least we're getting somewhere. Oscar finally admitted the other day that he's ducking, so that's a big win. Even from Oscar's point of view, like Oscar, like I get where Oscar's coming from that he he likes Tyson and obviously he likes his style and everything like that. Fair enough, but even you can tell for the way Oscar was saying like. He's 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 kind of getting a bit fed up as well in the sense that he 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 knows Fury can be AJ can be Usyk or whatever fair enough, but he wants to see it as well himself that that happen. You can't just be a fan of some guy and put these theoreticals and they never happen. They have to happen. They have to, you, have to, you have to see it. But how can you have fantasy fights with guys that are in your division in your generation? What what they're sure. there fight them. It's, it's it's annoying to see because he he just he just controls the narrative and then stands do what stands normally do where they don't argue with logic they don't argue with facts or anything like that they just go off feeling and because they like Tyson more than everyone else well he beats everyone and their mothers on Sunday well, cool but he's not gonna fight them we need to stop saying that like I hear a lot of people say that even like you know Adi Adelip I love him so much and he he says that a lot like, I feel like Fury beats everyone that's cool but. I feel like the fact that we we always before we say anything we have to say that first, and I feel like it's because of that. That's another thing he uses to like do this rubbish because now he thinks everyone thinks that he beats everyone. Nah, I'm not sure. Genuinely not sure. I'm not sure if he beats Usyk. I'm not sure if he beats AJ. I need to see it. It's that simple. I think like, also just... because he beat Wilder. That's fine, but it's heavyweight boxing. I think Tyson's resume also undersells how good of a fighter he is. Like his resume isn't amazing. It's not stat. You got good. You got good. Very good wins against uh, Wilder and Klitschko. Good. That show that which shows his um, those fights show his level. Like how good he really is. He's also got a win over White, which I say not very good, but it's a good win. It's a, it's a good win to have. White is a good. At that point, when he took out White, it was a good name to have in the record. Outside of that, there's not many names I can give him credit for. He beat Chizora. That's not like he beat Chizora when he was coming up. Fair enough. 
other than that, how many names can you look at with Tyson Fury and you go, that that's a proper top quality name that he has? He's not. And his ability, I like I said, I always admit this, I like AJ, but I think Tyson Fury always beat him. I like Usyk, but I think Tyson Fury at their best, Tyson Fury probably wins that fight. Um obviously now if that happens, it's, it's a different matter, but uh it, it's I can say this, but at the same time, I know the fight's not going to happen because with Tyson's the main factor why it doesn't happen. And it's just annoying to watch because you know he's a good fighter. It's the same thing with Tank. You know he's a good fighter. If you're not going to fight those elite names, I can't give you much more credit other than your skills because your resume doesn't reflect that. He's really carrying... Uh, his fans are really carrying his his name a lot because I feel like I feel like now we're getting to the point where it's a bit inflated. Mm. And the next point we were going on to is, well, is he is he or is he not ducking Usyk? Because we had this whole year to talk about it. Um, so the fight, obviously, what happened in the contract negotiations is the fight's happening, right? They're the, the negotiations, and then Fury says, "Well, I want a bigger split." Usyk doesn't want that because obviously he wanted fifty fifty, but then he says, "Cool, I'll take seventy thirty. I'll, I'll accept it. I'll call it a bluff. I'll take seventy thirty, but you have to give a million to." Ch- um, uh, to Ukrainian charity, whatever, which he was calm with. Then he said, "You have," but then Tyson Fury went back and said, "You have to get rid of the rematch clause," which, um, which then after that it all fell apart. And then recently in interviews, he's been saying, "Well, I want to take on after uh, Ngannou on a rematch in Ngannou in MMA, and then take on John Jones." I mean, that's just clear, and it's just clear to see that he's ducking Usyk. Whether or not you agree he wins or loses against Usyk, he's ducking him. A duck doesn't always have to be a guy that thinks he's going to lose. It can always be, in my case, which I think is, in in Fury's case, which I think is that he doesn't want to go through a hard camp again. He doesn't want to go through a hard fight because he's been through three hard, or no, two hard fights with um, Deontay Wilder where he's been dropped a couple of times. And now he's in that situation where he's kind of thinking, let me take easier fights that don't take much out of me and I can still get a crap ton of money for it. With Usyk, he's going to get a crap ton of money, but he's going to have to come through hell to try to beat him. He could win, but it's going to be hard. Um, and that's what I think he's at in his career, where he's more concerned about the whole camp and the fight itself. So he'd rather take the easier fights like Ngannou's and John Jones than, this, than Usyk. What do you think? Do you think he's ducking Usyk? Is the sky blue? <laughs> Yeah, they asked him. They asked him, um, "Was the undisputed fight ever priority for you?" And he was like, "Was it?" No, he was asked, "Is the undisputed fight still a priority?" And his answer was, "Was it ever a priority?" There's your answer, boy. Next question. That's it. You told us. Is this one of the biggest ducks we've seen in boxing? This is the, big, the biggest duck I've seen because he's not even giving like any reasonable like reasons. Like he's not even trying to like uh, disguise it. He's just saying, "No, nah, betting everyone's going have to fight." What kind of excuse is that? If you're betting everyone, then flog everyone. Then I don't get it. Like, and he's made a lot of excuses when it came to Usyk. The first thing was he was a foreigner. He made remember that interview that he had. Oh, all that racist piece of stuff as well. Fury's a weirdo, man. He's a then... racist, bro. He's a, and then he says stuff like he's a blown up middleweight, um, this and that. I didn't punch him up. Like, and he's like, even he's, using other people. Do you know what I, something I hate about Fury? Like he does. He uses other people's wins 
to 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 kind of justify why he's not fighting him. You know, oh, yeah, Sean Porter beat him in the amateurs. Ah, oh, Batavia dropped him or beat him, whatever it is. Okay, <laughs> they did that, not you. Now you do that. I don't get it, man. It's just a weird guy, man. Frustrating guy today. A frustrating guy thing. One day we're gonna get Oscar on, and I'm gonna we're gonna see what his. Uh... Oh, come on, I need to cook you. Real quick. <laughs> I don't say much to you in the group chat. I I need you on here so I can cook you properly, face to face cooking. We'll get him on. This guy is crazy. I don't. I get like you can like the fight, but the way Oscar loves Fury, yeah. Oh my days, Oscar loves Fury. I've never seen anything like it in my life. We're gonna, get, we're gonna get for Fury. Yeah. You guys gonna get that Django beam when when the, the, the guy dies. That's Oscar oh, Fury, right? Okay. <laughs> Oscar loves. He's ready to back that guy. And he, I don't know. I don't know. Is is Fury playing my man's bills? I don't know, bro. But Oscar loves Fury, man. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna continue this conversation when Oscar comes on in the next couple of weeks, and then at least he has the other side. To defend and see what his points are, and let's see how the what what, what he says about Tyson Fury and how he feels, and also we we'll also get an insight into how Tyson Fury fans kind of feel right now about him as well. So keep so tune in for that next tune in for that. Keep your you know eyes and ears peeled for that because that's gonna be good. But speaking of ducks in boxing, so recently Shakur versus Shakur Stevenson. Um, is the number one at like uh, WC, and obviously um, Devin Haney is the undisputed champion, but he's moving up to 140 to fight uh, Regis Progre in December. So the WBC have made him champion in recess, basically means that Shakur will fight for a vacant belt. So like I said before, uh, Lomachenko said no to that fight. Cambosos uh, said no. Uh, Isak Cruz said no. So they went down the rankings and they found Frank Martin. They ordered that fight. Cool. A couple of days ago, uh, the ESPN reported that the sources told them that there's a deal been struck and that the pass bid's been called off because there's a deal, so they're going to fight in November. And then yesterday, I think it was, or the day before, um, it comes out that yes, that top rank sent uh, a contract to Frank Martin and then their side said they're not interested in that fight, so now the fight is off. To me, that's clear and blatantly a duck. You can't just agree to a fight and then afterwards say you're not interested. I have a theory why he's not interested. It's still ducking, but I think BBC have basically told Frank Martin because they still want him to. They still uh, they've put a lot of money into him and they still want him to be a, a name. That I think they're gonna offer him the tank fight, whether it's next or maybe next year. And they've told him, don't take this Shakur fight. Take this fight with um, Tank. Because obviously you're going to make more money in there. Even if there's no title on the line, you're going to make more money. But to me, it kind of signifies like boxing is you're not getting the biggest fights. Like obviously Shakur, we, I wanted to see Shakur against Haney. That didn't happen because Shakur didn't want to take 25%. Fair okay. I don't whether or not you agree with that is is, is your decision. But then everyone else in the lightweight division kind of said we they, we don't really want to fight Shakur. And this is one of the biggest things where. You had Frank Martin in interviews saying, look, I want to take on the Shukul Stevensons, the Javante Davises. I want to take on all comers and prove that I'm, you know, that guy. And whatever. Fair enough. I I've seen his skills. He's really good. But this is not good for his brand. And this is not good for his reputation because it's, it, it is what it is. It's a duck. And Shakur, 
I know people don't like him online. He's kind of got that now um, reputation of pissing people off online. But he's the one of the most avoided guys in that division. Like he's, he's only had one fight, and already a lot of people turned that fight down for whatever their reasons are. They've turned it down. What do you think about um, Martin ducking Shakur? It's a risky fight, isn't it? Because you're probably likely to lose. So I think if even if the fighters don't believe that, a lot of people around him probably know that. So, um, yeah, it's not good for his brand, I agree. And it's definitely a duck. Um, I guess, like you said, there's different types of ducks, right? doesn't mean that he thinks he could beat him or whatever, but, you know, he might... There, there, there are bigger fights out there for him, like, in terms of, like, money and, and revenue generation, right? So um, it just looks bad because of the kind of things he's been saying prior to this information coming out. So, yeah, it doesn't look great. Um... Shakur's avoided, man, and I guess he'll start. He's, I think he's 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 slowly get he's slowly getting to that who needs him club, which is kind of sad, um, because he doesn't have a belt, um, he doesn't have many fights. He's a risky fight. I feel like he needs. This is kind of what I feel like he should have taken twenty five percent. Can't lie, because you beat a Haney, then you you got everything now. Then everyone's coming after you. Then you go with the big fights, you got everything. But um, yeah, he's in a very, very tough place because people are avoiding him. And he's kind of in that who needs him club because you don't need him to make money. There are other fights out there, you know. Um, and there are other fights that you could potentially win more than Shakur because he's re he's regarded as one of the best, if not the best, in the division. Like a lot of people say that because of what they've seen prior. But um yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a duck, and it's a shame. But hopefully, we see that that fight down the line sometime. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I would love to see Shakur in there with a proper, 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 proper live fighter. Um, I just want him to prove himself because I know he's capable of a lot, and I know he can he can achieve a lot in that weight class. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, is like, it's boxing, like. He's it's boxing, you have to want to take on someone that everyone thinks is unbeatable. So then, when you beat him, you have that adulation of the fans and that sort of respect that wow, you beat the guy that everyone thought was unbeatable. So that's why, and I get the money wise, but the good thing for Shakur is he's he's with top rank and top rank back him a lot. Like they know they've got a good fight on their very good fight on their hands. The thing top rank need to do, I think, is with fighters, is you have to make that business decision of overpaying. A, an opponent to get them to fight because the payoff is if you overpay them fair enough you're losing making a loss on that but it, let's say Shakur beats let's say Martin it it elevates Shakur's profile so in your next couple of fights Shakur becomes a bigger bigger star and you're then starting to make more money I think a lot of promotions need to start doing that where if you have a certain fighter who's not getting the big fights you have to then just overpay the opponent for that fight and then, obviously, in the next couple of fights, you make that money back because the profile gets bigger. It's the same thing with Jerron uh, Ennis. No one really wants to fight Jerron Ennis. Like, Keith Thurman doesn't really look interested in that. So just overpay him. And you'll see that when, if Jerron has a star-studded performance against him, you know, show-out performance, the money will come back anyway because he'll be such a big star. People will come to watch. I think that's the same thing with Shakur is you need to... When you get one of these opponents, a Lomachenko, Cambosos, or whatever, overpay them in that instance. And if Shakur proper puts a beating on them, you'll see Shakur's profile get much, much bigger and you'll become a bigger star and your money will come back.
But I think it's disappointing to see in the lightweight division that we kind of hypothesized before when Shakur entered and when Haney was there and Tia was there. We, we kind of hypothesized all these big fights, but they never really got to happening. So, yeah. um, People are moving on, man. Haney's looking yeah. to move, move on to 140. Yeah, he was already at 140. Haney's yeah. moving on. Yeah, people are moving on, man. So the lightweight division, it was meant to be the division full of sharks. But everyone's winning. We're not seeing them sharks fight. Like, look, look at Loma and Tank. I mean... They've they've been around each other for so so long, and that fight's never that fight hasn't happened. And there's a huge chance that Lomachenko could retire and not be able to fight Tank because he's wanted that fight for such a long time. Yeah, Loma's old man. Yeah, that day four, but for his type of for fight, his... yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't like if he decided to retire after fighting. I think he's gonna fight Cambosos next. I think that's the rumor that's happening. Hmm. But I think if he if he was to retire afterwards, fair enough. Like he's done his thing in the game and. But it's just annoying that you have so many stars in the division. You would think that we're going to get some big fights, and eventually, it just kind of falls apart. Like you look at Ryan Garcia, we pit we pitted him against um, Haney. How would you look against Haney? How would you look against Tio? And all, the only fight we got currently out of him was Tank. Mm. There's no guarantee that he's going to keep going on to fight these big fights. So maybe he like. Maybe he had that tank fight and he thought, you know what, that's it. I made my money there. I'm going to do the other fights and make my money here. I'm not really going to take any other bigger fights. With Frank Martin, he's going to have to take a lot of shit in the next couple of months because uh, you ducked fairly, fairly and simple. You, you had a chance to fight for a title, especially that is that as well, the fact that you had a chance to fight for a vacant title. You said no to that. Um, the only reason we're explanation would be tank next. Next, not in the next couple of fights, next. Because that will make you more money, but even then, it's a it's a it's a free shot at the title, and he said no. And when you're seventh in the ranking, I think it's fifth in the ranking actually. You don't have much leeway. Like you have to fight because when you're fifth, you're you not, have to. You're, fight not, you're, not, uh, you're not one. You're not a champion. So yeah. you're not near the belt. So you're not going to get a mandatory unless you win another couple fights or like one more fight or one one or two more fights. So do you feel like they're looking at his last performance as well, thinking? Mm. Yeah, against Hartunian, he didn't look good. He did not look good. And maybe Terry James stepped in like, "Hey, brother, I took many losses with, uh, oh. with Spence. I'm taking. I'm going to take a loss with Charlo. I'm going to take a loss with AJ over Wilder, but I don't. I'm not taking all these losses, mate. You, you... No, no, I don't. I don't think that. I think I think Derek James would have encouraged that fight. I think it's more to do with. We'll we'll have to see in the next couple of months, obviously. But I think it's more to do with PBC either offered him something different, and he said, "Okay, I'll take that." That's why he's not interested. Or he generally doesn't want to fight Shakur because he just doesn't see that fight panning out well for him. It's disappointing, man. I don't, like, like this is the bad side of boxing. With this year, we were kind of big enough boxing, but this is kind of the bad side of you see of boxing where mm. we're not getting. Even when a fight's ordered, you're not getting it because fighters don't want to fight. It's, like, it's disappointing, man. But speaking of fighters that don't want to fight, on the other side, we've got fighters that are fighting already before they even meant to fight. Um, so Fabio Wardley uh, is going to fight David Adley and defend his... See, I still don't know if he's defending his British title because you know what's stupid about this. So the fight is on the Fury and Ghanu pay-per-view on card, yeah? So Fury and Ghanu is happening in Saudi Arabia and technically, if you're a British title holder, you have to defend your title in Britain. So the fact that it's in Saudi Arabia, there's still questions on whether or not the British title hold the British title will be on the line for Woodley versus Adelaide. Um, my thoughts on the fight before we get into the brawl that happened at the 
red carpet. I never thought David, I, I never looked at David Adley as some proper prospect at heavyweight. He's kind of like Frank Juan's guy that he's trying to invest in and big up, but he's never shown me a proper performance. I thought, oh, you know, Wardley's re uh, Adley is really good. And the only reason this fight's come around is because uh, Fraser Clark pulled out of the purse bids on the day. So then they ordered this fight. But it's a good fight. I think it'll be a good fight regardless because they'll both come to punch. Um, and for Wardley, this would be the type of fight where if he wins and in good fashion, it will get his profile much, much bigger. I don't think it's there yet. And it'll big up his profile, make him known, and it'll kind of push him forward. Um, and same for Adelaide. Uh, but but I think I think it's, it, it should be a fight, good fight. It'll be a, obviously, it'll be the best fight on the card because you've got Fury and Garnu headlining it. So that's not going to be a great fight. But um, I think the fight itself will be decent. But now there's a chance that it's going to be off because of what they did to each other in the uh, brawl, which is stupid. Before we get into the brawl, what do you think of the fight itself, uh, Wardley versus Adley? Um, yeah, man, it's a decent scrap. Definitely will tune in. Um, like, like, I think they're both in similar positions where the, the profiles isn't known like that, and um, but it's known enough for like actual boxing fans to. Tune in because I don't think Wardy has been in there with someone he could potentially lose to. In that sense, um, I think he's the favorite favorite in this fight. But yeah, Adelaide could definitely beat him. Um, but Adelaide isn't anything special either, and he hasn't shown me anything. Both fighters haven't shown me anything that, that makes me go like, "Whoa, this could be the next kind of guy." Do you understand? So. Yeah, it's just I feel like it's just one of those fights where you just fling it on, man. And like whoever wins wins. I don't have a horse in this race at all. Um in terms of the brawl, it's so unfortunate, it's really, really annoying. I am so angry that it happened. I wish boxers could just like actually control themselves sometimes because now I'm not percent sure that fight's gonna be off. Yeah, like, I can't look deep and they're not gonna let him fight. He's yeah, so it's I'm, I'm, I'm 99 percent sure that fight doesn't happen now. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's stupid because um, at the time, even now, it's seven weeks from the fight, so that's yeah. not even a camp. Four camps are usually between eight to twelve. Yeah. Um, the cut was on the side of his head. There was one, and there was one on his chin, I think, because I saw him putting tissue on his chin. If those cuts, their cuts are cuts, and if they're quite deep, then obviously the fight's very off because you know. How did means. he? get caught was it a punch or was it like so basically what happened was obviously adelaide pushed him and then one of adelaide's guys i don't know who it was he elbowed him in he elbowed adelaide um wardley to the side of the face and then obviously wardley came in and he dropped wardley with the left hook um it's 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 not a good look for boxing at, at all already tell it to delay that's crazy and and yeah and also this is a payday for adelaide like he's not gonna get a big fight like this yeah, it's so dumb. He's losing out to win that thing. And those cuts, if the, even if they're not big cuts, you, you wouldn't be able to spar with them because exactly. No, they're not gonna fight now, man. They're gonna push and it. If you're not sparring, yeah, your training's not going well. Then you can just call off the fight whenever you want. And and, and Wardley has every right to call off the fight because he didn't initiate the brawl. He mm. saw what, uh, Adelaide getting pissed at someone next mm. to him, so he just move forward and then Adelaide pushed him and then that's where it all kicked off it's just stupid because whoever that is of Adelaide's team he just ruined Adelaide's chance at the British title and a chance at taking out Fabio Wardley especially on a big pay-per-view 
fight. Let's be real, Fury and Gunner might do numbers on pay-per-view and it'd be the biggest fight of them two's uh, cards that they've ever been on. So it's just stupid. And having that, like, I, I never thought Adelaide deserved that shot in the first place. So maybe this has come around and now that now's good this has come around because he didn't really deserve it and now he's screwed it now he really doesn't deserve it and he shouldn't be in the shot for the um to fight wardley but i feel like wardley is the type of guy because he got punched and everything he's gonna call it off but he's gonna reschedule it for a different time but still being out for that long you know these lot aren't like well i don't know how much money they make but they're not the bigger the big fires so it's a lot it's a lot of money out of their pockets for them and they might have already started training camp so that's money out of their pockets and they're not going to get it back it's a bad look though for boxing just to see that fight they should i think i remember beats was saying these men should control themselves beats boxing uh, big up him his channel's amazing um he was even saying like these men should control themselves and you know they, like you know you're at these events you're there to promote the fight you know give the interviews promote it put the media behind it not put it at risk and then now potentially being off just so stupid man it's just a bad look for boxing in general and that fight that fight would have been a good fight on to be on that undercard i was actually looking forward to it when they, uh, they um when they announced it so it's just yeah. dumb just dumb it's just dumb from from adelaide's side mainly and especially his friend cutting him and then dropping him as well just yeah but for wardley his rep is not going to be that great because you know you don't want to those videos of yourself. Dropped. Oh so, my days. He got dropped. Yeah, By I mean, a non-boxer. God damn. I mean, it, it's a street fight. Anything can happen. That just proves you. I know. I mean, we know that, but I'm not the casual, like, the casual yeah, fight. Like, oh, this guy's dead, man. Yeah, he just got dropped. Like, you know what I'm saying? We know what, it's, what that's like. But hell. Hell. He just got clocked. Bow. On the ground, it's funny he dropped as well. If he just ate it, then whatever. But he dropped, yeah, dropped hard, yeah, hard 10 8. <laughs> 10 8 round that's crazy. I hope these men get their shit together and they fight, man. Because I want to see that fight. And one fight that I want to see that's in jeopardy. So, uh, and I called it. Um, Eddie Hearn basically said, uh, the, the fight's in jeopardy between AJ and Wilder because uh, the Saudis are shifting their. Um, shifting away towards the Fury and uh, Ngannou and they kind of their management shifting and there might be a chance that this fight's off. I kind of said this before. The only reason AJ Wilder was getting bigged up was because it was mainly used to prop up AJ's fight in August. So it was meant to be white, obviously, then it was Hellenius, but whoever it was, it was meant to get people interested because people then would have the payoff. Okay, let me see AJ in this one and then I can see AJ fight Wilder. Cool, well, let's watch this, see how AJ is here. Now it's looking at AJ might have a fight in December, which I'm not against. If he has a fight in December, fair enough, cool. The fact is that you've bigged up Wilder so much, it's just it's not even disappointing. I don't even know the word for it. It's just fed up with it. Like stop bigging up a fight if you can't deliver. And then stop trying to act like it's not your fault. You're his promoter, you're AJ's promoter. You should get that fight for him, regardless. You should find avenues to make that fight because that's a big fight. Does it have to be with the Saudis or is it because of the money? But it could be in Las Vegas and Vegas will put up a big numbers. They would put up, put up big money for it. But I don't know what the issue is with them not trying to pursue the Vegas thing. Maybe AJ doesn't want to go back to Las Vegas because he doesn't have good memories in America of the, you know, the whole Ruiz stuff. That, that, that may be it. Um, with Wilder, it's very weird as well because he wants, I can tell he also wants the AJ fight, but 
there's not been any movement in his career since the Hellenius win. Like he, he hasn't fought Ruiz. That, that wasn't. He hasn't really said if he's going to keep fighting with the PBC or anything like that. So it's just such a weird situation for fans that are just casuals who are not following this to the you know to proper. They're like, well, I was, we were meant to get AJ Wild in December. It didn't happen. So what the fuck am I watching this for? What do you think about this whole thing and being in jeopardy now? Yeah, I'm, I, I agree with everything you're saying. Man. I don't have much to say about this, bro. Like, it's just another letdown. Kind of get used to the feeling, which it's unfortunate. Um, these are the times where I feel, I feel like I wish boxing was a bit more like UFC, but I know there's a lot of politics behind that it's in itself. Um, yeah, they're not going to fight. That's it. It's just dumb, man. It's just proper dumb. And it's just disappointing to see because boxing has had a good year. And if the heavyweights got their crap together, it would be an excellent year, like a very excellent year. Like it could be one of the best years we've ever had. Like if you had a Fury Usyk happening in March or whatever, and then an AJ Wilder happening at the end of the year, it would have been one of the, probably the greatest year that boxing's ever had. But boxing, boxing, when it has a good year, has to bring it down a bit. And this is how they do it. It's just disappointing to see. Um, even Bivol, oh, that's making me sick. He hasn't forgot. So yeah, that's even stupid. So Bivol hasn't got a fight at all. So even the Arthur fight doesn't look like it's going to happen because um, Arthur's not ready. So they need he needs some learning fights, yeah, which is stupid because then Arthur's last four fights have been learning fights. The guys fought guys that no one really knows on on random eleven at uh, twelve p.m. Uh, twelve a.m. Wasserman cards. I said the only the next fight should be for Lyndon is Craig Richards. If he fights Bivol and he turns it down, like he like he has the opportunity to fight and he turns it down, it's a duck. It's the same thing I said about Boatsy and Aziz. I'm happy they're fighting each other, but they ducked Bivol because Bivol, the offer was there to fight Bivol and they said no. Um, but cool. But for Lyndon Arthur, he should be fighting someone like a Craig Richards at least or something like that. Like, why, why do you need more learning fights? You're 32. How many more, How much more learning do you need to do? Like, you fought at Niyad, you've lost. Cool. You've learned already how, what it takes to be at that level. F- keep fighting at that level. It just, it just, it, what it shows me is from Lyndon's side, they don't really have that much confidence in him. They don't rate him like that. They don't. They, even his own trainers don't rate him. The fact that you're saying, say, Tuesday is his age. Let me just check how many fights he's had. I know he's had a lot of fights. Like, not a lot, but like. This is what Anthony Yard, man, my guy. Right. He's 23 and 1. You've had. You're almost at 25 professional fights. You've had a lot when, of time in the game. Yard fight Kovalev? Who, Yard? Yeah. I think Yard's so, was his... 16 fights? I think so. It was very early in his career. Very early. Uh, eight, 19th fight. So fair enough. That's, that's yeah, and then he had Batebiev in his 26th fight. So you have a guy in uh, Yard who's who who doesn't even... I, don't, I, think, I think in terms of if you look at their resumes... Linden probably fought outside of the losses to so take better be of um Kovalev away. I think Linden's fought more at higher level than Anthony Yard has. Yeah, Anthony Yard went twice just went screw it, let's just go for the world title. Linden, it seems like he doesn't want to do anything, like he doesn't want to push forward with his career like that, which is annoying. And for Bivol, and let's get back to Bivol, it's just annoying because the guy was fighting the year. How are you not finding? An opponent for him. You're the manager. You're the promoter. You should be able to find one light heavyweight. One who says, oh, huh? Can't even fight one fight. He they hasn't fought. 
because the main thing that happened was they were banking on Canelo rematch this year in September. When Canelo signed with um, PBC. Uh, PBC, it screwed all of their plans. Now they had to look for other people, and that that's what that's what the main kicker is. And they were banking so much in this Canelo rematch that now they have to look for a fight in I think November. I think because there's an Abu Dhabi card in November. And they also kind of outpriced themselves, right? Because they're also some mad splits. They were saying, oh, let's, let's, let's get fight for his belt, all that, all this. That, yes, that. And you, you, I think I think eventually they would have given away to Canelo because it's the money that would have been offered would have been good. But Canelo realized that guy's hard. I could fight Jamal Charlo, Jamal Charlo, and then I could fight a third PBC fight and make shit tons of money for less risk. Because I'll be real. Bivol's very risky again to take on for Canelo. I think you win. Yeah, myth. Yeah, but for Ch- but Charlo brothers, if you because f- there's rumors that once he beats the young, the smaller Charlo, he's going to go after the other Charlo afterwards. He's going to mm-hmm. go after both brothers. Easier fights than Bivol, and make the more money in America because the Charlo twins can sell. Like you, you say what you want about them, they can sell in America. They they're, na- they're decent names and they can sell in America. And it's just annoying because I like Bivol. But even better be of who doesn't fight a lot because of his injuries. He's having two, he was meant to have two fights. Obviously, he got injured because of the jaw injury. But against Yard and Callum Smith, when he, if he fights Callum Smith, which is going to happen in January and knocks him out, he has a much better resume than Bivol. Bivol doesn't really have much to say to, to better be of. Obviously, that fight needs to happen. But Bivol's kind yeah. of like who needs you, club, because you're a really good fighter, but you don't really bring that much money. You're not that big of an attraction, like at least with Better Beer. I think CV is better than his now. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's, I think it's arguable. I think like it's very. Yes, like, but in my opinion, I think it's better. Yeah, but yeah, it's close. Win will definitely make it guaranteed for me. Yeah. Like, but that's the thing. The reason why like guys like Callan Smith, Yard, etc., want to fight Better Beer is because they think there's a better chance of them beating him. Mm. Than there is Bivol because Bivol's style doesn't allow you to have much success on it. Mm-hmm. Better Beer kind of does, but even then, it's like when you fight Better Beer, <laughs> you know, you're going through hell, man. Like, like you're more hell than what Bivol will put you through. Like, yeah. that's gonna beat the crap that's out of you. Career ending fists, rough pause. Yeah, uh, uh, whoever, yeah. I, I I really do wonder how that January fight is gonna go against um because who is this, what was it Brown that he fought? Oh yeah, yeah Marcus Brown. I ain't seen that guy since. Oh, he has he's come back recently at Cruiserweight. He fought on a PBC card, like on the undercard. Okay. So he came back and that was like so it's been like a year and a half or two years now since that. Yeah. That fight was funny because um Brown and I called it when we did, did the pre- preview. I was like, Brown's gonna headbutt him and he's gonna, there's gonna be a clash of heads because it always happens. If you look at Brown's fights, the fights before, he always causes a clash of heads, which the other fighter has a cut on their head and he's bleeding. Yeah, <laughs> and he said that made me pissed. And then you saw the result of him getting pissed because he beat the shit out of Brown for like the next seven rounds. So it's interesting, man. Like, like I said, we have we've had the good of boxing, but we also have this bad side of boxing, and it's just you know, not really great to see and disappointing. But I think I think we can uh, we'll call it there. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything else that I've missed about boxing? Nothing about boxing. Well, quick UFC thing, man. Is there Anderson your race, man? <laughs> angry at you, man. But that's it. He's giving you too much heartbreak. It's just uh, why you lose that guy. <laughs> 
America. Then oh, I see what Dana White is doing. Dana White supremacy for real. <laughs> Crazy. But yeah, bro. Let's see if we can wrap up, man. Yeah, I think that's it, man. So um uh keep tuning in. Uh give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Um also comment if you want to see anything, tweet us if you want to. Um, tweet us with your opinions, tweet us with any questions or whatever, your thoughts, everything um, at Ringside Frackers on Twitter and we'll see you next week which I think we'll, ho- we'll hopefully be previewing the uh, Zhang Joyce rematch which will happen the week after so see you then see Peace. ya, bye There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat your children. Praise be to Allah. Sports Social Podcast Network.